Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Content Creators College. I am your host, Jim Parsons. Today's lesson is all about developing the right mindset to create, then fail forward fast. If you don't know what that means, you're going to learn this in just a few minutes. Wayne Lee, professional peak performance coach and hypnotist, known, renowned, and widely known nationally, internationally, as one of the most entertaining hypnotists uh, in all of Canada and the U.S. He is my guest today. We're going to be talking about his journey getting into the hypnotist world, then shifting and pivoting to deal more with customers who are in the corporate space, entrepreneurs, big corporations that are trying to get the most and really work with their employees and their people to empower them to have the right mindset to succeed, uh, build their health and wellness, and really take the next step no matter what challenges they face. So this conversation is really, really helpful. And I wanted Wayne on the show for a lot of reasons. One, I have a history with Wayne. Uh, When I used to do DJ shows and audio work, I often did sound for some of his shows. So I got the chance to really work with him and watch very closely as he structured and created the content that he was putting out there. And like we've talked about in the past, content isn't just writing something on a blog. It isn't just scripting out your podcast. It is building something that you're doing. And in Wayne's case, he was putting a show together and he needed to figure out the best way to construct his show, the best message to send to the audience that he was trying to serve. And Wayne's going to walk us through that on today's episode. So this is a really fun interview. I had a lot of uh, fun, not just catching up with Wayne, because I haven't talked to him in a little while. Uh, life happens, the pandemic happened, we go separate ways, we do our own things, and we all try to pivot, but getting to catch up with him was really great. Seeing where he's at now, what he's doing with his online teaching, his coaching, digital space that he did during the pandemic, all of that has really grown for him, and he's back to doing live events again, where he says he feels the most alive, being on stage. Uh, so this was a lot of fun. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Don't forget, uh, please download and subscribe to Content Creators College on any podcast platform that you get your podcasts. If you want to go on Apple Podcasts and help us out by leaving a five-star rating, I would greatly appreciate it. But this is episode five of Content Creators College, developing the right mindset to create, then fail forward fast. Hope that you enjoy this interview. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Content Creators College. My name is Jim Parsons. If you know me and you've listened to this podcast before, you know that we talk about everything content-related. We give you an unofficial degree in all sorts of content creation ideas and techniques and and tips. And we've got a very special guest today. Uh, I've had the fortunate um, luck and uh, experience of working with him. His name is Wayne Lee. Uh, A lot of people know him as a hypnotist, but he's just so much more than that. He's a peak performance specialist. He's been doing hypnotism shows for over 25 years, but he's really gotten into um, peak performance for corporations and uh, people involved in his shows and things like that. So I'm super excited to talk to him. Wayne, how are you? Hey, Jim, doing awesome. Uh, Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, share some stuff with all the people that are watching. Yeah, I mean, you're known now. uh, You've been doing this for such a long time. And we talked just before we came on the air here. Uh, that things have changed a little bit with the pandemic and you're super excited to get back to doing shows again, but you've gotten into, you know, uh, teaching online and doing other things because you couldn't do your live events. Before we really get started here, tell me how that's gone. Has it been a real challenge for you to kind of go, man, I was so busy traveling and doing all of these shows and 
then all of a sudden for about two years, it really wasn't an option for you. Yeah, there's a little saying, it's that uh, necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> and that's how it played out during COVID. Uh, you know, like it pushed me out of my comfort zone. Uh, it actually got me to take a lot of stuff that uh, I've loved in regards to personal development and psychology and, and you know, spirituality and, and just get it out. And get it out with the um, intention of helping others. And so it gave me that time, gave me that breathing room. And yes, it was a challenge because we had to figure it out. We had to know who we were helping, how we were helping and started to do it. And so it, it formed itself into um, a course that we ended up uh, producing, my wife and I, with the help of a lot of great people. And then also being able to produce a coaching program. And um, it, it now is, is uh, a wonderful follow-up for the live events that I'm doing in regards to the groups and organizations that I'm serving. It's that's very cool to hear. I'm glad that it has worked out and that you've been able to sort of pivot in a different direction. Uh, like you said, sometimes you're forced to make decisions and those decisions actually turn out to be great things. Uh, we talked before we started here that I have the same sort of experience. I was a professional DJ for folks that listened to the very first episode of my podcast. I kind of told my story and where I was, where I was at and where I'm at now. Uh, and it was such an interesting two years for me getting into something new that I actually decided not to go back to performing at live events. Uh, I will do them every once in a while for uh, people that I have a personal relationship with, or I'm doing a favor for somebody here or there. But for the most part, we did 400, 500 shows a year and we're no longer doing those. But uh, how has it been for you? Like going back to the events now, has the digital stuff that you've created and the coaching that you've been doing uh, throughout those two years, has it changed your mindset in terms of, you know, how many shows you'd like to do and performances versus the coaching and the online aspect of what you're doing? It has, and it also reinforced the question that I asked a long time ago, where do I feel most alive? And for me, it is still up on stage delivering entertainment, education, helping people get empowered, and having a balance, having more value from a business perspective in regards to having another line of uh, products and programs so I don't just have to rely on going out time and time again um, and yet putting it all together. So, you know, doing 40 to 50 events and then having these wonderful follow up programs that people can use to make a greater difference. And then um, some small grouping group coaching programs that I have um, and not trying to do it all as well, like not trying to, you know, uh, be so big that it gets overwhelming. So we're pretty clear on that. Yet it has to the mindset in terms of not having to do, you know, a hundred or more events and be able to balance it. Do you find that the the stuff that you were doing in the two years has changed? Like when you're a performance specialist and you you host events, you you get on stage and you do your thing in a way, and it's been extremely successful for you and you're one of the best in the field at this, but you trade a little time for money, right? You get on the stage, there's only one of you to go around with these things that you're doing online, do you find that the teaching from one to one, or in your case, when you have you know 12 people on a stage with you, one to 12 or one to a group of people, there's, there's a one-to-many aspect of what you can do with the online coaching and the digital products that you're doing? For sure. Um, one of the things, though, I will uh, say right now is that there's a misperception in regards to a lot of people think they get online and they can just you know scale things. They haven't necessarily developed their skill set to do that. 
And so they've missed a step. And the step is what I call stage time. Stage time of doing something over and over and over so you get really great. And, and one of the things that I'll address is coaching. It's kind of a, a term that you hear like when you get on the platforms, personal coaching and, you know, coaching for professionals. And people want to like reach many. You haven't done like the one-on-one -on -one interactions. So that skill set of being on and, and stage time, I really address as putting in the time, no matter what you do. So if we're doing this right now, this is stage time, doing podcast, getting on stage. And if you haven't done it enough, then you're not ready to scale it. Uh, so even for myself, like going through COVID, we developed a membership program. And as much as I want to have a massive amount of people on that membership, it takes time to grow and it takes time to develop the programs, the products, the value um, to then scale it. Now, though, with technology and with the capabilities of doing that, it has definitely changed the game in regards yeah. to having a membership site, having a thousand people on that membership site, having some amazing programs and services that we have there that we get to reach to so many people where I don't have to be there one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, and it, it brings up a very good point too because I've worked with you, I've seen your shows, I've helped you out with some of the sound and some of those things, and I've been always paying very close attention to who you work with. You know, you're in a room full of people, but there's only certain people that will come on stage with you to help you out and do your thing. And, and the same sort of goes when you talk about a membership program or scaling, finding the right person. We call them ICAs, uh, your ideal customer avatar. Things like, how important is it to you when you do your shows or when you're finding uh, people that you want to coach and you, you know, they say the 10,000 hour rule, right? Anything you do for 10,000 hours, you become somewhat of an expert in. How important is the partnerships, the strategic, uh, who you work with, how you construct and do what you're doing, or the people that you're teaching, that audience? How, is, how important is it that you find the right group? Well, I think it's very important in regards to knowing who you serve best. And I think that sometimes people hone in on who they want to serve, and they've, they've gotten so specific that maybe they need to be more general. And I know this is counter to what a lot of people teach in the world of like my ideal avatar. And my first question is like, how many people have you served already? So I know for me getting out on the stage years ago, it was about, I'll just go wherever and I'll just do my thing and whoever. And, and it was that. Now people need to ask themselves, where are they in that journey? And if, if they don't have that stage time and I go back to the stage time, they need to throw that spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. And they need to do that. We had to do that during COVID where I just put my, even though I was doing this for 25 years, it was me putting out some value saying, Hey, we're doing this 20 subconscious reset challenge. Who wants to come along to help, you know, deal with some of the stress, help you achieve some of the goals that you're going through. So we had a, like a, we cast a wide net. And then as we started to move through it, I realized that I could serve best or my time could really be honed into uh, entrepreneurs and business people. And that was really important because then I knew that the, the value exchange was mutually beneficial in regards to where I could make the most amount of difference and help those people rather than just try and serve everyone. No, that makes a lot of sense. When you talk about building your show and when we, we teach content creation and structuring what you're putting out there in the world, whether it's a written piece on a blog or a podcast episode or a YouTube video that you're creating, uh, there's, there's somewhat of a system and a structure to doing it. When you first started doing your shows and you said, look, I'll just put myself out there, I'll do whatever and have some fun with this. 
versus then sort of niching down to uh, customers who are in the entrepreneurial space or corporations, things like that. How did it change the way that you built your shows and structured them together? Did you have a real shift in how you, I'm not sure how long your shows are, an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, but how did that change things? In terms of when I shifted into mainly going into the corporate space and do corporate events with notes and, and entertainment. Yeah. So how, when you decided to get on stage and put your show together from the start of your show to the end of the show and the message that you send everybody home with, how and when did that pivot so that you're like, okay, this is now my audience that I'm really focused in on. Yeah. I need to maybe shift the way I put my show together. Yeah. I think it wasn't definite, like absolutely clear, like seven years in and then I shifted. It was, it was a progression. So during, during the, the um, first part of the journey within the first years, there was corporate clients that were coming to me and they said, can we hire you for our holiday staff party or Christmas event? And so I knew at that point doing nightclubs and doing shows had to shift in terms of the content. Yeah. So it became more corporate. It became more non risque. Those types of things were just like purely a content shift. And then me wanting to deliver a message more, it was then thinking about, okay, how do I take this just from, from entertainment and there's some messaging, there's some takeaways. So it was really intentionally structuring what the entertainment was and what's the message behind it. And I think, you know, about seven years into it, I was really focused in on doing that. And one of the reasons why it was, it was actually, uh, when 9-11 happened, I actually had a contract in Vegas to go to Vegas to do a big show. And I was all pumped up. It was all entertainment based. I was all um, really excited about, about that. And then when 9-11 happened, that all went away. So it was a real challenge and a very, um, uh, I would say a disappointing moment in my life where it was a pivot. It was a transition, just like what COVID, I think a lot of people went through. And that got me to springboard into doing more corporate events and then really ask that question, how do I bring a message to this? How do I pull it out so people can use what they call hypnosis in, in their own life and in regards to taking what I do as a metaphor to boosting performance in their own life? So that was, you know, something strategically that I've, I've continually worked on year after year. It just didn't one time happen. And then it's and I continually study the craft is what I'm saying. Never stop learning on it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I looked at your. Your, your website and check things out in terms of you know where you came from and your wrestling background and all that other stuff that you did and the mindset the empowerment of, of getting through and battling through adversity and the challenges that you're facing has always sort of been a part of that was it a real easy kind of decision for you to focus in on mindset and empowerment and and getting through that when it came to doing more of your corporate shows like was that a pretty easy decision yeah i know this is where i want to go or did it take you a lot of research and time to figure out that this is the message that you probably need to be sending. I look back, I can honestly look at it and say, when I started to do the shows, I was driven by what I call the three E's to entertain, educate, and empower. So there was always that guiding principle. When I started to take it to the corporate level, it was all about mindset. It was about how do I articulate that? How do, you know, some of the best people in the world up on stage doing motivation, how do they get that out there? So it was, it was definitely um, a lot of work, a lot of work to fine tune it, to test out stories, to then go, what's the message, making it about them. Uh, so the decision was easy in the sense of that's the route I wanted to go. The fine tuning of it 
was definitely where it was tested out and saw saw how it landed with audiences. And again, it came down to stage time where I'd be out and I'd go like, wow, I, I sure didn't get the reaction or the response I wanted from those people. You know, was it the people? Was it me? You know, in the timing? Was it the messaging? And it was continually just testing it out to the point where it felt like it was it was hitting home. It felt like it was, you know, landing well. And again, to this day, it's me wanting it to continually fine tune those messages. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you have to constantly juggle the balance between the entertainment and not that learning and powering isn't entertaining, but the entertainment aspect of your show versus the message that you're sending. If you're constantly balancing that, how how do you you mention that you're you get this feeling sometimes and. When we perform live in front of people, we know like there's just yeah. this you can feel if you've got it and you can feel if you don't. Um, but do you also like interact with the people who hire you with the crowd that's there? Do you get feedback from the audience before or after the show to, to sort of figure out? Do you engage with those people to kind of go, how did you receive this? I know how I received it. I know how I felt about my own show. But how do you feel about it? Like, is it just being hired back again that kind of gives you that feedback? Or do you actually talk and reach out to these people and go, what'd you think of that? Yeah, well, I'll give I'll give you a story. Like I just performed for a client here in Jasper, and uh, I've been I think with them for two years. And uh, she called me up and she says, Wayne, they they loved you so much. We're getting you back next year. So that's the best form of a compliment, right there. Is is money talks, right? In terms of mm-hmm. um, yet beyond that, it's it's asking those questions beforehand, so I can really understand how the group is you know, vibing in regards to who they are and then being able to be really relevant in my message, make it really about them. So I can go in and do the same type of presentation yet. If I can change a few things here, there and direct it to the industry, to the audience, to the, to the challenges they're going through. And more importantly, take that message of what I have and how it can solve their day-to-day stresses and struggles and the things they're going with. That's where the magic is. And then being able to follow up with, I've had events where I thought, oh, that was amazing. That was awesome. And then the client said, well, this is something that I want to give you some feedback on. And it was like, you know, so so definitely being open to that feedback from the clients and that conversation needs to start before you step on stage for me. And then and then and then obviously following up to know what the feedback is after. No, that's great advice because I know that when we're, we're going through and I'm creating content, I'm, I'm consistently engaging with the readers, the viewers, the listeners, and trying to get their feedback. What do they want me to create? What are they looking for me to, if they have a problem, how can I solve it? If there's something that they're entertained by, how can I offer that for them? Uh, I'll leave you with two questions before we close things off here. Um, one, I always ask every guest, is there a piece of advice or something that you were given early on from a mentor or somebody that you worked with that has stuck with you till today? Yeah, there's a number of things that have definitely uh, stuck with me. Um, and one of them is that many of the listeners have heard this, but it, it's, it's just this, this piece of advice that I think is so important. And then it is follow your passion, follow what drives you, your heartfelt desires. A lot of people talk about, you know, all these great strategies of success yet, it's the passion that will get you through the toughest times. So you don't even think of doing anything else, like follow your passion. And, and, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, I've, I've got this job, whatever I'm doing, and then I can, you know, focus on my passion afterwards. Like if you're not consumed with this passion, 
then I don't think you're living life to the fullest. So follow that heartfelt desire, that passion, and find out what it is and, and test out many things to, to realize that it's not always presented right to you. You have to go looking. Yeah, and it's sometimes it, it finds you, you know, and sometimes you don't find it when you're looking. You, you run into a situation or life happens and then all of a sudden it, it hits you. And that's sort of what happened with me. Um, final question for you is you talked about a piece of advice that you got. Is there a piece of advice that you would give to somebody, whether it's the same or something different that might be getting into, even if it's the same sort of industry that you are stage performing, just creating content, putting something together that they're sharing with the world or sharing with a specific audience, any advice that you would give them? The basic piece of advice is stage time is get on the stage and do it. And I know the, the Nike slogan, just do it is, 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 um, something all people can relate to. So I like to say it's stage time, baby. It's stage time, you know, go out and start doing it. Most people will overthink things of why it won't work or they're not ready. And you know, one of the, the ways this could be soundbited is fail forward fast. Mm-hmm. That's great. No, that's really good. Learn because all great successes, is, is, they have failure. If people aren't failing enough, they're not succeeding. Yeah. 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 And you learn, right? You learn what not to do. You learn what to do based on the mistakes that you've made. Absolutely. Feel yeah. forward fast. That's, uh, I love it. Where can people, if they want to check out more about your stuff, if they want to see your shows, learn a little bit more about you, potentially bring you in to entertain for, for their audience, where can they find you? Uh, Wainly.com. So just go to my website. You know, there's all my social media platforms they can get to, as well as a free download. I created this uh, signature I was called the Mega Method, which is the mental activation method, which taken hundreds, thousands of people through uh, over the last 25 years, and remarkable the results they've gotten from their health, their wealth, their relationships. So I really encourage people to download that as well. Awesome. Wayne, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to do this, uh, helping us out as we grow our podcast and get our message out there to people. I really was excited to talk to you and I had, hadn't caught up with you in years. So it was really great to have that opportunity to do so. I appreciate you coming on and doing this. My pleasure, Jim, and all the best with what you're doing and uh, the difference you're making. I hope that you enjoyed our interview with Wayne Lee. Thank you very much, Wayne, for doing that. Folks, you can check him out at WayneLee.com. You can book him for your next event. You can check out his coaching program. If you're interested in learning how to empower and grow and get in the right mindset, uh, he's absolutely one of the people that you want to be talking to about this sort of thing, no matter what world you're in. Even if you're not looking to get on stage and perform as a hypnotist or a professional DJ in the case for myself, and you just want to create, you want to put something out in the world, you want to live a better, more fruitful, passionate life, you might want to check out his stuff. It's really, really solid. So, Wayne, thank you very much. For everybody else, this has been another edition of Content Creators College. Today's lesson, obviously, was to get in the right mindset, develop the right mindset to create, and then fail forward fast, as in, give it a shot, put it out there. If you fail, it's not the end of the world. You can always learn and you grow as you do so. Uh, really important message that Wayne and I would like to send out to you as you listen to the show. So thank you again. Check it out. Download, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, we'll see you on another edition of Content Creators College. Thanks, everybody. Uh-huh.